What's up, everybody? Are you tuning in to the Challenge USA on CBS? Well, tune in to me, Tyson Apostle, as I break down each and every episode with my co-host, Amelia Wedemeyer. I'm also a contestant on the show, which gives you all the insider scoop. Amelia, how stoked are you to do this? Tyson, I'm freaking excited. I cannot wait to sit my butt down every single week to watch the show, then come here and recap it with you on the Ringer Reality TV podcast. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Now what you're going to see here is why the hierarchy of power in the DC universe is about to change. Greetings and welcome into the Ringerverse. Here on the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Mallory Rubin and it is my absolute pleasure to invite you not only to Numenor, but also to join us on the Ringer's Nexus podcast feed for all things fandom. Joining me today, now that she's told me to put up my sword and pick up my hype meter, it's my house of our <laughs> go host. Joanna Robinson. Oh my God, Mallory. Like to to feed me not one but two rings of power references. Yeah. I I could not be more thrilled. I'm so Had excited to. to gather, to gather around a hobbity fire with you to talk about things <gasps> and stuff and all things fandom. <laughs> Before we do exactly mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know what it's time for. It's time for some programming reminders. We always have them, and we have them today. Today is no exception. Why would it be? Things are picking back up. Starting next week here in the Ringerverse. The Midnight Boys. Pew, pew. A pew, pew. We'll, of course, be with you on Wednesday. Mint Edition will be here on Thursday to break down the premiere of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, Junior Mints. We'll see you in the courtroom. And then Joe and I will be back on Friday. House on house. House of R with the House of the Dragon preview. Hot and then it will actually be time <laughs> <laughs> for some House of the Dragon season coverage. And we'll have some more specific programming reminders coming on that front next week. Stay tuned. For now, we'll just say there's a lot. There's a lot coming. Get ready. Today, on the eve of the dawn of content Mageddon, we're breaking out the old House of Our hype meter to count down our 10 most anticipated respective releases for the months to come. One of the first podcasts that we did together, not the very first, but one of the first in the House of Our era was our fall 2021 hype meter. And now we're doing a fall 2022 hype meter. I can't believe it. It's already time for that one. Wild. Well, we did 
we did that one in October and we were doing this one in August. So let's just yeah. say the hype meter, not exact science, but here we are. October, we're going to be a little busy, a little busy in October. So uh, we're doing it now. We've never strictly abided by the calendar actual flow of the seasons. And guess what? We're not going to today either. And we might as well dive right into the rules. <laughs> Time frame. We are, as usual, uh, using that, that word fall, autumn, whatever you prefer. Quite loosely. Loose. Fall starts in late September, but for the purposes of this exercise today, anything that debuts from what is today's date? August 11th, Friday, August 12th onward <laughs> through the end of the calendar year, which also, by the way, is beyond the end of fall technically and into that first week of winter, we're allowing it. This is from August 12th through the end of the calendar year. Anything with a release date in that time is eligible. You might be saying, hey, last time, didn't you have a wild card spot for something that didn't have a release date? You did. We did. But guess what? We're not doing that today because, frankly, we've been burned too many times. Remember when at Sandman on my fall 2021 night meter? <laughs> Remember when you had the winds of winter being completed by George R. R. Martin? Well, that I I still believe is imminent. And I I I just Any day now. can't wait. I know it's a thing that we're going to get to share and enjoy together soon. Any minute Great. now. Any minute now. Great. Mm -hmm. We count down from 10 to 1. And it's a shared discussion. So if we have the same title on our list, but in different spots, we will talk about that thing at the higher spot. So if, for example, you, Joanna Robinson, have yeah. She-Hulk at four, and I have it at seven, when I say it's my pick at seven, you'll say, I've got that coming later, and then we'll talk about it later. But here's the other yeah. thing. I don't know where you have She-Hulk on your list because I don't know anything about your list, and you don't know anything about mine. We're going to surprise each other. <laughs> It's a secret. I love secrets. Secrets and surprises. Oh, boy. And smuggles. Are we it's are a, we smuggling uh, anything? I've got a smuggle coming. I've yeah. got two smuggles. I've got a smuggle coming. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably hit some honorable mentions at the end. If there's anything that we forgot, then Jomi and Steve and Arjuna will, you know, lightly scald and shame us and mention <laughs> that at the end of the podcast so that all of you know it's coming and that it's something that the Ringerverse is excited for. Friendly Neighborhood spoiler warning, you know what? Not sure what to say. Anything that we talk about, anything in that story universe that is already out in the world is something that we can talk about. Trailers, we can talk about. Marketing material, we can talk about. But that's it. Nothing from the actual thing. Because we haven't seen any of this. That's part of why we're hyped. We're finally going to get to. Joanna. Mallory? It is time to channel the hype, to spread the gospel of hype. And we're going to start with your number 10. What do you got? Okay. My first smuggle. Oh, and also right away. <laughs> and also possibly a controversial placement. Ooh. Um, maybe. I don't know. It depends how people feel. Number okay. 10 uh is a twofer. 
And it is the offerings of the DCEU. So it's Shazam, Fury of the Gods, and it's Black Adam, a twofer. Do you have one of these higher? I have both of them higher. Great. On my list. But Let's I talk will about say it later. Only slightly. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but yes, I have both of them. And there's uh, a lot, there's a lot of messiness going on over at good old Warner Brothers. So I have some questions, but I didn't want to leave them off. So Shaz- Shazam and Black Adam will talk about them. What's your number 10? My number 10, I can say with confidence, dare I say certainty, will be higher on your list. I just have no doubt. This will be one of the shocks of my life if you do not say to me, this is higher on my list. Willow. Uh, Willow's higher on my list. There you go. (laughs) Okay, then we'll talk about it later. What's your number nine? Okay, this is my uh, second and last smuggle. Mm -hmm. It's another twofer. And I I just was, I want to look at the world of comic books uh, and put some comics on the list here. Love it. And there's two titles that I'm really interested in. One is... Uh, Fantastic Four Full Circle. And this is, if you haven't like looked into this, I mean, it had a big like Comic-Con splashy sort of coming out. So people might've seen it there. Uh, It's going to be out for people to have regular non-Comic-Con people to have on September 6th. But this is from Alex Ross, who's like a sort of renowned comic book artist. He's done a lot of, like if you look up some of his covers, like the DC Kingdom Come covers from the mid-90s, like I think that's his most famous stuff. Like a lot of Norman Rockwell-esque Justice League stuff is what he's done. Um, But he's both written and uh, drawn this new Fantastic Four book that's part of a new imprint from Marvel and Abrams, which is called Marvel Arts. So it's like sort of a big hardcover and it's just absolutely gorgeous color everywhere, many, many splash pages. Um, And so it's part of a new project that they're launching to highlight a more artistic uh, take on some of their more classic heroes. So I'm really, really excited to get my hands on that. I think that's going to be incredible. And then then the other one uh, is a more like sort of uh, straightforward graphic novel from uh, Kate Beaton, who's most famous for doing Hark a Vagrant, uh, that that incredible comic series. And she's got a comic coming out September 13th called Ducks, colon, <laughs> Two Years in the Oil Sands. This is sort of an autobiographical uh, graphic novel, but it's something that she's been working on for years and years and years and years and years. And everyone is really excited. It seems like an extremely personal project from... Uh, you know, a, a a very witty and interesting um, comic book writer and artist. So, or comic strip. I don't know what, what you would call Hark of Vagrant, but uh, just really incredible, incredible stuff. So September 13th is Ducks and Fantastic Four, September 6th. That's my number nine. Wonderful. That is, that's a, that's a delightful smuggle. A great one. <laughs> <laughs> double double digest. Some uh you know, I'm a I'm a September baby. Some some birthday reading records. Delightful. Uh I also have a smuggle at nine, Joe. I doubled up at nine as well. Look at that. I'm going with the MCU holiday special bundle here. Because there, oh, there are yes. two. Yes. We've got the untitled Halloween special and the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. So to start with the Halloween special, this is, as you may have guessed from the Halloween focus, going to be airing in October on Disney+. Plus. We know very little about this, 
But the things that we do know so far are quite intriguing. I don't know why I'm lowering my voice <laughs> and slowing my pace in this way, but it's happening. So I'm just going to roll with it. Michael Giacchino is directing this. Our shared love, Gael Garcia Bernal, is starring in this. We're getting Werewolf by Night. I saw a fun theory on Collider from Shane Romanchik that maybe the role that music plays in the Jake Gomez version of the character's transformation could be why Giacchino, a composer, is making this story. I thought that was like a really fun idea. Other than a couple shorts, I believe this is Michael Giacchino's directorial debut. And that's really like, it's a really exciting crossover, a rare crossover from the composer field into the director field. So it's pretty exciting. So intrigued to see what he does. I really can't wait. Will we get a Moon Knight connection, some Midnight Suns action? You know, in general, we've talked a lot about Marvel horror and what the continued rollout of that might be. So maybe we'll learn more here just really hyped for uh hyped for this then we go to december Wait, can, I, can i can i say one more thing about that please yeah and i i didn't know it was untitled for some reason i thought it was called werewolf by night so i'm excited to hear like what they decide to call it but um i believe it's in black and white um which is kind of exciting because i think they're trying to go for like kind of a cool like hammer horror kind of old school vibe How to fun. it so yeah it's gonna be really fun can't wait we can pair this on a ringer versus Zoom. We can sync up our our watch and then all yell at each other about our candy preferences again, like we did last Halloween. You know? <gasps> oh my god! Keep With the tradition your unhinged going. Choices, yeah, great. Love love that. The only thing unhinged is the way I unhinge my jaw to <laughs> down those dots. Steve knows they're fucking great. And then in December we have uh-huh. the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Also on Disney Plus, just in general, Steve chiming in five minutes later on the Zoom chat to say dots hive. Thank you for your support, Steve. <laughs> it's, li- the hive, it's a hive of two. It's literally just Mallory and Steve keeping the entire dots industry afloat. I'm there are sure. dozens of us, just like there we've are a, dozens of boxes of dots in my pantry at all times. We've had a candy update, if you want to call it that, since the Halloween candy draft. We should say really quickly, my new favorite tradition is that when either you, and I'm just like glom, you had a tradition with Jomi where you guys would text each other yeah. photos of your Welsh fruit snacks yeah. before a flight. Yeah, and I need was it like, for every flight. I just, yeah. I just want to do that too. So I just like started a new text chain. So now the three of us text each other's photos of our, our Welsh's fruit snacks before a flight. As, as I told you both, when I had a very early morning flight the other week and didn't have the Welch's fruit snacks, I, I was like, have I even landed? Am I on this mortal plane? I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. In general, We're just back in a Guardian zone right now, and I, for one, am elated. You know, we got to spend a few moments with the Guardians in Thor Love and Thunder. The Groot shorts are here. The uh, tweets from San Diego Comic-Con about the just tears streaming freely down people's faces as they got to enjoy that glimpse of Guardians Volume 3 footage. Like, I'm just, I'm really genuinely excited that we get to spend time with these characters and in this slice of the canon again. And James Gunn seems very 
energized about this holiday special is like casually tweeting as he as he you know as he loves to about his stories about how uh this special <laughs> would quote be introducing one of the greatest MCU characters of all time. So can't wait to learn more about that. <laughs> But if it's James Gunn, that could mean like a gelatinous pile of goo. You know what I mean? That's part and of like, why it's fun and yeah, exciting. We genuinely exactly. have no idea what that might mean. He has also said that this will be the epilogue to phase four, because of course we know now that phase four is is concluding with Wakanda forever, that this holiday special is going to be set between, in terms of the canon timeline, Thor, Love and Thunder and Guardians 3. Uh, you know, I just think like holiday vibe, right? Which set of characters in the MCU would you rather spend your holidays with than the Guardians? I can think of no other place I'd rather pile into around the holidays than the Benatar for some Zarg nut holiday pie with Drax. <laughs> I'm in. No, I think it's a perfect um, opportunity. Like, I anticipate... That'll be really fun in its own right. I also anticipate that it's going to, like, make fun of the Star Wars holiday special. You know, like, I think this is a perfect place for James Gunn to just sort of do what he does best is something yeah. like this. So, Or maybe it will be an ode to that absolute classic bit of pop culture. No. Yeah. 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 <laughs> in praise of the famed, no one has ever said a bad thing about it, holiday special. <laughs> Um, all right. Is it my Great. turn? What do you got? So you asked me before we started if I had anything that didn't have a release date. And I said no. But this is a slight lie. Only that I know it's coming out in 2022. I just don't know which month. It's just Netflix being Netflix okay. and not saying which month. But I know it's coming out. Okay. And it's something called 1899. Are you aware of this? Yes. This is yeah. This is from the creators of Dark, your beloved Dark. Yes. Right. This is a great okay. pick. I'm an, I'm annoyed with myself for not picking this. I fucking love Dark, as you know. <laughs> I know you do. I know I you do. I think because this doesn't have a release date, I I just wasn't thinking about this as a, a end of 2022 release. But you're right. This is like imminent, right? I think it's coming. I think it's coming in October, but it could be <gasps> later. But but I think it's. I think Netflix, like you know. Because <laughs> it's it's a mystery. So your love of dark is going to have to do battle with the fact that this is definitely a horror show. So like, we'll see. But this is a mystery horror. This is the premise. A group of European migrants leave London on a steamship to start new lives in New York City. But when they encounter another migrant ship adrift on the open sea, their journey begins to turn into a nightmare. 1899 is the year that this is set, right? Um, and it's got a, a, a large cast of, you know, people of all nationalities. But the person who voices... Uh, the trailer, like they never show him, but I knew his voice anywhere. It's Anton Lesser, aka Kyburn himself. I was like, classic Kyburn, <laughs> uh, being creepy on a on a trailer, and it just looks incredible, really lush and beautiful. And um, I love a period piece mystery. I love a seafaring mystery. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and and as uh, as we said, like Dark is an incredibly Best. underrated piece of genre fiction. So I thought this would be a really fun thing to put on the list. Sensational. Okay, three things. One, I just like almost want to amend my list in real time and just say I have that here at this spot too. And then my <laughs> next two, which, spoiler, are the two DCEU movies can just be bundled like yours were and we can just talk right. about it yeah. all together. Two, you mentioned Anton, you mentioned Kyburn. I mean, he's an Andor too. It's it's Kyburn season. And 
Hell I yes. overjoyed. I mean, it's always Kyburn season, frankly. Hot Kyburn season. Love that for us. Three, Steve, what's your dark update? I haven't gotten one in a while. Just began season two. Uh, working on the next one with uh, with the girlfriend, where like I'm sworn to only watch it with her, so like it's going to be incremental. How many times have you seen each episode in season one? You said you were rewatching them as you went, right? So my so my thing is like I watched each episode once with the subtitles, once again with the dub, and then once again with the subtitles wow. again, so that I could turn my brain off, like get the plot. Get all of that stuff. So I've pretty much seen every episode three times from season a one. A dark scholar. I've got my flow chart. I got my whole yeah. thing. Yeah. I was going to say, I have some infographics to introduce to you later. <laughs> right. No, because I can't Google flow charts because I'm no. going to get massively no. spoiled. For no. Se- yeah, no. no. Cannot Stay Google off flow- the internet, Steve. Yes. Is that a problem for you and your job? <laughs> it, it is a little bit, but not when it comes to the show. No. Steve, should I send you a cork board and some red yarn and some yes. note cards? Okay, yes, please. Great. I'll do that. Right. Can you also send him a, a yellow raincoat while you're at it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a German English dictionary. Yes. Right. Yes. Oh, God. Wow. Great pick, Joe. Crushing it. Thanks. <laughs> Crushing it. <laughs> okay. So, my original before my in real time amendment, number eight was Black Adam. So, should we, should we talk about that here now? Yeah. Let's do it. Take it away. Um, I've heard that it's going to change forever the yeah. hierarchy of power in the DCU, power hierarchy. The hierarchy of power in the DC universe is about to change. Yeah. Is, that, is that what the Weird. Where did say? you hear that? I haven't heard that anywhere. <laughs> I don't know. Heard it on the, a whisper on the wind. I don't know why I'm not more uh, excited for this movie. I like The Rock uh, in general. Usually his big splashy genre stuff is fun. So I don't know why I I think I just like um, don't have a ton of faith in what Warner Brothers is doing right now. It seems really messy over there. And so it's just sort of like a wait and see. Like I love the Batman a lot. Right. So that came out of the DCU. Um, But there's just a lot of mess going on. So I'm just, you know, I'm obviously going to see it. And yeah. <laughs> with with a mind and a heart open, I just haven't seen anything yet where I'm like, cannot fucking wait to see it. You know what I mean? How about you? Yeah, I, I so this is coming out in October, October 21st. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, ha- I had like a, a similar feeling, you know, I am intrigued and eager to see the movie, but the overall like state of WB and how that's impacting DC, et cetera, um, you know, makes it hard to be like uh, placing this any higher on the list right now, which whether that's that's fair or not, there's just like, that's kind of the the air around all of this right now. Um, I will say though, you know, you mentioned the hierarchy of power. Hierarchy of power in the DC universe is about to change. <laughs> Line that <laughs> has been so central to the uh, mm. promo tour for the movie. And I, I mean this sincerely. I stand in awe of the the hype meter that The Rock is rolling out for this oh. movie. Like the hype generating tour that he is leading is that's just incredible. That's just, his, that's just his life. Like I remember this level of enthusiasm for like Rampage or no. whatever that tower one was where that tower was on fire. Like, and yeah. I've seen them all. I see them all. <laughs> I, I buy what he's selling. I mean, are um, you are you are you current on uh on 
on Ballers, one of the most important television shows in the history of television. Do you want to talk about Ballers? Uh, <laughs> no? First of all, I'm just always all, hoping one day someone will want to talk to me about Ballers. And first of all, how does. dare you ask me about a sports-adjacent property? <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, this is why I'm like half convinced that The Rock is going to run for president one day and win. Like, I feel very sure that The Rock wants to be president. And I feel equally sure that we dummies, me included, are probably going to line up to vote for him. So what's the campaign hype meter for? (laughs) What's the campaign announcement equivalent of coming out uh, at at Comic-Con in in full kit, in full costume? Because that's a thing that happened. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, Remarkable. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just think that the, the hierarchy of power in Washington. <laughs> the hierarchy of power in the DC universe is about to change. <laughs> it's about to change. <laughs> oh, God. You know, like one, one thing I, I will say, though, I don't really know anything about this canon. Like the comics history, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna dip in a bit before the movie, but sometimes that makes me anxious in in the run up to a release. But here, it actually enhances my excitement and hype a little bit because it does just feel like a totally new thing for me. You know, oh, gonna gonna meet new characters, learn about new power sets, (laughs) discover how the hierarchy of power is going to change (laughs) in the DC universe. Because the hierarchy of power in the DC universe is about to change. Steve, every time we say that, you should put this... I was literally going to do that in post. I was going to put every single time. And guess what? There's multiple different clips that I can use. So... Yeah, like... I won't run out. Aldous Hodge, who I love, is also in this. Noah Centineo, who has been, like, threatening to break out for several years since To All the Boys I Lived Before is also in this. Threatening to break out? How dare you? Jomi is on this call and we'll talk about Netflix rom-coms at any point. Should you tell yeah, him? Yeah, it's what I've... Uh, trust me. I've seen the To All the Boys trilogy. Like, I can talk about them with <laughs> Jomi anytime he wants to talk about them. I can talk about how John Corbett is an excellent rom-com dad. I can talk about all of that. But, like... When when the first two all the boys came out, everyone was like Noah Centineo, uh, you know Hulk Junior. When you know, like like what's going on? So this is this is sort of delivering on that problem. This has been a long, long gestating project too. Um, yeah, so I'm very, I'm very uh, curious. You can't change but... the hierarchy of power in the DC universe overnight. <laughs> the hierarchy of power in the DC universe is about to change. <laughs> Big time. Well, here's my question. Like, what do you, what do you think that means? Like, who's going, who's on the downturn after Black Adam? Is it Superman who, like... It has to be about Superman, right? Like, isn't that the only way that even as a recurring promo bit that actually makes any sense? I I guess. Does anyone else have a theory about that? I'm, I am curious. It's a good question. I genuinely think that I, I genuinely think that The Rock is a low key pissed off that he doesn't get to play Superman, so he like is kind of like overhyping Black Adam. And B, if that's not the case, he desperately wants to fight Superman and win. No such thing as overhype on the hype meter. Just FYI. it's like a Tom Cruise. I must defy death. Therefore, I will mock it at every chance I get. Kind of a thing. 
I mean, so this is like a spin, a direct spinoff. It was supposed to be a direct spinoff from Shazam, but now it's coming out before Shazam. Yes. Should we talk about Shazam next? That's my next one. That's my number sure, seven. So we could just do it all at once here. Do it. Okay. Uh-huh. December 21st for Shazam, Fury of the Gods. I, I've previously mentioned on our on our our little old pod here, I believe, that I just fucking love the first Shazam movie. Thought it was uh delightful. Surprising delight and just sheer source of joy. Um Helen Mirren entering the DCEU and appearing in the most recent trailer, the Comic-Con trailer, and sitting there listening to Zachary Levi's Shazam make jokes about the Fast and the Furious franchise that Helen Mirren is in. (laughs) Honestly, sign me up. It works for me. Yeah. (laughs) It works for me. I'm there. I thought the trailer was fun. Didn't like blow me away, but I thought it was fun. And I, I kind of liked that it leaned in nicely to that meta. I'm just me. How do I fit in among all of these like headlining famous bold font heroes? Because like that's part of the charm of this franchise. So will they be able to recapture the magic of the first film? That's the question. That's the question is like, there was so much surprise. Like it was just, I think the main thing coming out of Shazam was like, wow, that was way better than I thought it was going to be. So like where, when that expectation is set there, where can we go? That being said, um, Adam Brody, who showed up like at the end of the first one is now like a full-time cast member, thrilled, overjoyed. My, OC, are you, my, my OC are you heart an OC? is. Okay. Yeah. Big OC head. Oh yeah. Seth Cohen for yeah. life. So, you know, and then, and then Rachel Zegler, who is such a delight, um, is joining the cast as well. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm very optimistic, but like, you know, and I hope it, it completely blows me away. That would be really fun. Um, yeah. So, so nothing, nothing bad to say. Only, only pleasantly anticipating. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. What was your number seven? This is where I have She-Hulk. Wait, I correctly guessed exactly yeah. where you had She-Hulk in my yeah. opening bit. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Really feeling the mind meld right now. Great stuff. Do you have it higher? I have She-Hulk higher. Yeah, I do. Okay, great. Okay, so then that takes us to six, right? What's your number six? Well, this is where we can talk about Willow. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah. Are you ready to talk about Willow? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This. This November, <laughs> so November 30th. So I t- I've talked about Willow before on the Ringerverse as a, a 1988 film that I absolutely love with my whole heart and soul. Um, I've We've talked about it as like various teasers have come out or whatever, but essentially, you know, they're making um, a TV series that looks very like, it just looks like a Dungeons and Dragons campaign and that no knock on that. As I mentioned elsewhere, a Dungeons and Dragons campaign is not a deterrent for me. Um, but it's got a great cast, including Erin Kellyman, who I really, 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 really like. Um, I have always liked her uh, in the two things I've seen her in. Um, and and just like really want a, a great, big, splashy uh, adventure for her. And then it's got Joanne Wally, who was once Joanne Wally Kilmer, but is now back to Joanne Wally from the original, is here as Sorsha. And I'm just, I'm really excited. Like the, the music gets me nostalgic and excited. Um, 
the chance to spend all this time with Warwick Davis gets me really excited. And um, this is developed by Jonathan Kasdan, Lawrence Kasdan's son, who's worked on some of the other Lucasfilm things. And I just, I feel like it's in really sure good hands and everything I've seen so far makes me really excited. This is like, I mean, not like we're going to be lacking for hardcore fantasy. We'll talk about another hardcore fantasy property higher up the list, but there's nothing wrong with just going full blown, no irony to it fantasy and that's what oh, yeah. willow can can offer to us what i don't think i know your i mean van and i talked about it, but i don't know your relationship to Willow right. the film yeah you don't because the podcast where you talked about this i was not on and so this is the first time that i get to tell you that i've never seen willow <laughs> and then i put it on my list because i'm so excited to experience a thing that you love with you and get to share it with you and can we you, watch it? You guys can we watch are so it together? excited talking about it. Yes. Next time okay. you're in LA, let's do it. Absolutely. Cool. There was already a Ringer vs. Willow viewing party that I, I that I missed. The Midnight <laughs> but, Boys did it, but now it's the yeah. House of Our viewing. Yeah. I can't wait. I I it, it was girl. You're gonna cry. You're gonna have such a good time. Fuck yeah, I'm ready. I can't <laughs> wait. Tears. High fantasy. Yeah, Warwick Davis. I, 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 I know all I need to know. A thing that you and Van love, I'm in. There's almost no way that I don't love this. It, it was really fun to be at the Star Wars celebration panel where, yeah, the whole Willow team came out because you could just feel like a really palpable love for the story, you know, and like a a sense of gratitude that they got to make this show. And I always think that's like a really neat and special thing. So I am excited to see Willow for the first time ever and then watch this television show. Can't oh wait. God. I can't wait to watch Willow with you. There are a couple I'm things so that excited. I'm like, boy, when will when will it be the right moment to tell Joe I've never seen this thing that that she loves? And uh, you know, we just checked one off the list. So <laughs> That's helpful. That's great. Some pressure relieved from the pressure valve. There's one looming over me. I just, I don't know when it'll be the right time. One day. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what until it's the right time. <laughs> Is it the TV series Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I guess it's the right time. <laughs> it's okay. I can tell by like the way in which all my references were met with like genial yeah, silence from you. Yes. Now, of course, I'm familiar with, with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. One day. Do you know who's, you know who's watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer right now? Van is watching Buffy and was texting me about it last night. How far is Van? Yeah, it's like uh, based on what he was texting me about, it's season six, I think. Yeah, season six. Um, oh, so far. Yeah. And he's like, holy shit is rough. Buffy is watching tragic. Season six is the, is the dark season. That's where Van is. And I didn't, like, I knew that for some reason, I knew that Kalika, his partner, was watching Buffy, but I did not know that he was watching with her. But apparently he's been watching Buffy. And I was like, how did you get all the way to season six without telling me you were watching Buffy? Anyway, Van's watching Buffy. Please stay tuned for uh, when I force Van to podcast with me about Buffy. So incredible. Actually, I think that was it was really Willow and Buffy. I think we're, we're good now. <laughs> And what's fun is that there's a willow in Buffy where we've got two willows to meet. Anyway. Delightful. 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 Okay, so that was your number six. So we're on my number six. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is on your list. Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2. Bad Batch Season it's 2. It's not. Hit me. So 
Season two uh, is coming out this September, September 28th. So it's one week after Andor, which I wish were not the case. You know, I wish that the Star Wars programming were a little more spaced out, but also, you know what? It's a bounty of goodness who can complain. I loved the first Bad Batch season. Loved it. I, in general, as you know, adore the Star Wars animated shows. And I really, really cherish spending time in like that particular sphere of the ever-expanding Filoni-verse. So I'm just hyped to to go back. Like, I, I can't wait to learn more about Omega and continue on Omega's journey. I am, of course, eager to spend time with all of our other Clone Force 99 pals, Hunter, Wrecker, Tech, Echo. I want, dare I say, need to know what is next for my guy, Crosshair. I thought that the trailer was amazing. It promised like one of the things that I thought more of one of the things that I thought the first season did really well. This is always a delicate balancing act in Star Wars, the canon connection, right? A connection to other aspects and and properties across the Star Wars timeline. I thought Bad Batch season one nailed that. And some of the glimpses of, of what awaits, and I'm sure there'll be many, many surprises, like seeing Gunji in the trailer, I lost my mind. If you have not watched the gathering arc of Star Wars, the Clone Wars in season five and, and <laughs> experienced the thrill of watching the younglings go to find their kyber crystals, I recommend it to you. And then you will also feel the thrill of the moment when you watch this trailer and see that green lightsaber ignite in front of our beloved Wookiee. A lot of Commander Cody speculation out there. I just, I just can't wait. I thought that the there were a few arcs in particular in season one that were like really, really excellent. Bad Batch is a long season. So, you know, there are always going to be parts that that grab me a little bit more, but I just feel pretty confident heading in that there will be like three or so four episode arcs that are really excellent and fill in nicely. A key part of the timeline, you know, the rise of the are empire. They- Ever heard of it, Joe? <laughs> Ever heard of it? I also did indeed watch and enjoy Bad Batch season one. But, um, and one of the main joys for me is that uh, D. Bradley Baker, who has done so much incredible voice work over the years and many parts, like a lot of obviously Clone Wars stuff, but you know, this is the voice of Appa, Momo, uh, Naga, Pabu, Ugi. Like, this is this Eagle. is this is the guy, and the like what he how he gets to flex, yeah, on this show by giving voice to all these different clones that are talking to each other. So it's just like 80% of this show is just D. Bradley Baker talking to himself, which is just such a flex. So if you're a, if you're a DBB fan, yeah. <laughs> you gotta watch the Bad Batch. Okay. What's your number five? It's Andor. You have it higher? Interesting. I do. I do indeed. It's a too low. It's too low for Andor. Okay. I'm no, really, like the, no, the I think about the top. Low. The thing about the top five is I'm so excited for all of these things and I just didn't know, know. where to put everything and everything felt too low at five, but I am really excited for Andor, but I, it is my number five. What do you, we'll, you, we'll talk about that later, I guess. What do you have at five? This is where I have She-Hulk. 
Attorney at law. (laughs) Lawyer show. (laughs) Coming soon. Next week, August 18th. We're on Thursdays now with with She-Hulk. This is going to be a nine-episode program, so slightly different uh, time of the week, number of episodes, etc. Welcome to the MCU. Jennifer Walters. Runtimes. Runtimes, too, I think, right? Isn't this a shorter show? I think that's the, the murmur. Do we know definitively that that is true? It it's, seems seems like this is a 30-minute show, right? Yeah, I think they're they're like 30-minute, 9, 30-minute-ish episodes. And they're doing sort of a light, zany, David E. Kelly, Ally McBeal, lawyer comedy vibe to uh, to what we're doing here. This is part of what's exciting. Like, We've talked a lot over our many pods about the importance of genre variance, keeping things fresh in the MCU. Getting a legal show with some of the familiar returning faces and also these new characters. Can't wait. Get to spend time with our guy, Bruce Banner, Joe. Emil Blonsky back in the fold. I, for <laughs> one, am overjoyed. We're getting more Wong. Phase Wong. It is. It, it it really legitimately is. And then Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox's Daredevil is in the show. We got a taste already, of course. And now we know that Daredevil Born Again is coming in phase five. But I think we're going to get more of a substantial feel for what the MCU's Daredevil is like. And uh, I can't wait. I'm in. I'm also in. Like, obviously, like, we've had some conversations about the VFX and how they look. And I've really just gotten to a place where I'm like, okay, I'm accepting that this is how this looks. Now let's see how like the story is and how, you know, like what kind of fun we can have with it. Cause I've, I've, I grew up watching a lot of eighties, uh, genre stuff. So I am very used to bad FX and in like, there's, there's a lot of arguments in the FX community, whether or not this actually is bad VFX, or if we are just like, sort of, if it's in an uncanny Valley space that doesn't like sit right with our eyeballs or something like that. Um, but uh, you know, Tatiana Maslany is so incredible. I'm so excited to see her do something so light and fun, hopefully. And, um, you know, the 30 minute, we haven't had 30 minute run times on episodes since WandaVision. And, and what I, I just, I loved the way that WandaVision just sort of s- sang and zipped through, you know, that was like a slightly longer, but 30 minutes. And so I think, I think some of the things that we've been encountering with some of these, like we always say we want a longer season, but I'm not sure we ever really want longer episodes with these Marvel stories. It's not that the episodes themselves need more time is that the story usually needs a little more time to breathe. And so nine episodes of 30 minutes, hope springs eternal that this is the right combination for this show. I'm really, I'm, I'm enthusiastic. I'm excited. Me too. And to the CGI point. Yeah. I I was just gonna say like, maybe it's just a, to to, to your, you know, the the uncanny Valley part. Like maybe it's just something that we will uh, very quickly become accustomed to as we watch full episodes instead of two minute trailers, you know, or see like gifts on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, I think an issue is, I think more than anything else, an issue is that she's in so many shots with Bruce and they have had so much time and money to refine the Bruce Banner look and they have a TV budget to make, you know, so like putting them side by side does not do her any favors, I think. Um, I was also, I was just working on a story about, um, like, 
there's also like something to do with facial features. So like when Ed Norton was Hulk, his um his facial features were too like angular and delicate, so they did not map the Hulk's face onto Edward Norton's face at all, just because his his features didn't map. But they were like Mark Ruffalo, he's got the kind of face that we can sort of like scale out and make him look the Hulk look like Mark Ruffalo. And I don't know if there's you know if like Tatiana Maslany's face in terms of that like angular it's very complicated and it has nothing to do with what you think it might have to do with it has to do with a whole bunch of ones and zeros that we as like you know uh, scrubs can't understand anyway marvel doesn't need me to like help sell their show they've got a lot of a budget to do that but i i don't know i'm really excited for it we'll see we'll see I, you know what else i'm excited for the to to see how the the breaking of the fourth wall works inside of the show because like we've gotten a taste of that a couple times in the trailers with the you know he doesn't mean that and I'm not proud of this uh look backs to us the audience so I'm, I'm like I'm just so eager to see what the volume of that is and and how uh, often that is relied upon and how effective that is as a device but yeah can't wait okay what's next for you are we on your number four yeah you ready yeah I think okay <laughs> <laughs> My number four comes out August 26th, and it is 3,000 Years of Longing, which is the new George Miller film written and directed by George Miller, who did Mad Max, Fury Road, among other Mad Max films, right? Uh, and this is Idris Elba, Tilda Swinton, and Idris Elba plays a djinn. Tilda Swinton plays a woman who sort of, like, awakens this djinn. And it is a, like, abs- if you have not seen the trailer... Or been stopped dead in the lobby of a movie theater by the poster. Like, do yourself a solid and go watch this trailer because it is absolutely, like, the interaction between Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba, delightful in general. But the visuals of this, I have not seen anything that looks this spectacular since uh, The Fall, a movie that I absolutely Mm. love, starring the great and incredibly tall Lee Pace. And so... um, (laughs) My favorite, as you know. (laughs) Love so, um, yeah, Paul Hive is stronger than the Dots Hive. Let's be clear, Steve. So um, <laughs> um, this looks just absolutely fantastical, incredible, lush. Uh, I'm so excited. And like George Miller, incredible filmmaker. Uh, this is based on a short story, The Gin and the Nightingale's Eye by A.S. Byatt, who is an author that I really love as well. So there's just like, there's nothing in the mix here that I am not excited about in terms of this. This is right exactly up my alley. And I know that it's not Marvel or Lucasfilm or DC or whatever, but I think that we're doing all things fandom. This is a fantasy uh, film and I'm really, really excited for it. Oh, what a great Um, pick. I love it. Great one, Joe. So I I just want to say before I, I share my pick that I knew before I opened a Google Doc what my top four picks would be. That was very clear to me. What I what I wasn't quite sure about was the order, though I, I I did really know the one and two. I have gone back and forth a lot on the order of three and four. I'm torn because I'm so excited for all of these things. And honestly, like in a less crowded season, anything that I have from four to one here would have been number one. 
number Tru- one. Truly yeah, and sincerely, right? Yeah. So all of these are like, this is almost like 1A, <laughs> 1B, 1C, 1D, because I'm just so, so, so excited for all of these. I think my, my top four is definitely like a, a tier above the, everything else on my list in terms of my, my personal hype. Okay. Preamble dispensed. <laughs> number four. <laughs> yeah. This is where I have Andor. Joanne, I can't wait for the show. It looks so good. <laughs> and you know what's wild? So I have, we haven't seen any of it, right? No. But I know people who have seen it and they are, and and I mean like really picky people, pick people who have like really not liked recent Star Wars TV and they, and they fucking loved it. Hell yeah. Let's so, go. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I'm so excited Let's for go. this. Yeah. Oh boy. I, um, Usually when things move back, I get nervous or sad. When Andor moved to September 21st, uh, instead of late August, I felt a surge of euphoria that was difficult to uh, properly understand or explain. Um, I'm just so happy that this is going to have a little bit of distance from the real glut and that... uh, you know, this is going to run because it's 12 episodes. So they're doing a three episode premiere. It's going to feel like like a movie event, right? Which feels appropriate. And this is going to run to Thanksgiving week. Like we're going to be spending a lot of our fall with Cassie and Andor. And I am delighted. I'm so excited. I, th- I, I think the first thing I texted you was like, this means you and I get to cover yes. more of Andor than we previously thought we were going to get to. And that made us both really excited. Yes. Um, I'm I'm like a little, like the thing about this top, I think we have the same top four and the thing, or I, four or five. Uh, the, the thing about these top things is that like, I'm, I just want a clear deck to cover each and every one of them in minute detail. And the fact that we're covering all of them together at once is going to be, I think, I mean, we're still going to do an incredible job. We're going to do our best, but like, I just want, I just want to like hold this one thing in my heart for several months. Um, So, you know, the Ringerverse is well-equipped to cover the spread. We're all ready. We've got such a great team. Um, But I'm so excited that you and I get to talk about Andor a little bit more than we thought we were going to get to, so. Me too. Also, I love the cover the spread phrasing. It makes it sound like we're a gambling podcast, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I definitely know exactly what I'm talking about and exactly what I mean when I say that. Oh, God. Uh, Yeah. I thought, so the the snippet that we got to see, the trailer that came out um, from Star Wars Celebration, so fun the 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 very, very palpable increase in collective excitement in the wake of that but this most recent trailer the one that came out a few days ago was unbelievable I, like I, i've watched it no fewer than 50 times i just keep watching it i can't stop watching it <laughs> and i'll watch it it's not just that i watch it every couple of days i'll just sit and watch it like 10 times in a row i i i i just think it looks unbelievable i loved rogue one that's one of my favorite star wars movies and so you know in general the idea of an, an andor show has always been exciting to me i really love that you know speaking of that genre variance like getting the the spy thriller you know uh, fulcrum hive assemble here like i'm i'm hyped about that i really love this 
swath of the the Star Wars timeline, like the the Andor, not just the first season, in full, the two seasons will cover the five years leading up to Rogue One. So that's the Rebels timeline, right? And like I, that's one of my my favorite, and I think the richest parts of the the Star Wars tapestry. So I'm really just hyped to be back in that story zone. Love the cast. What a cast for this show. We are back with our guy, Saw Gerrera. Lies, deception, Borgullet. I'm thrilled. I mean, Joanna, Tony Gilroy is making a Star Wars show. This is amazing. Let's talk about a few things. Okay, (laughs) so Tony Gilroy. So for folks who don't know, like Tony Gilroy kind of took over Rogue One. He's not the credit director on that, but he did like, massive reshoots and so a lot of a lot of what you might love about Rogue One with no disrespect meant to Gareth Edwards like has is Tony Gilroy's work um so if you love Rogue One this is great news for you that he is spearheading this um this was uh, as opposed to the previous Star Wars project TV projects this was not shot in the volume so if you have been feeling as maybe we were a little bit in in Obi-Wan a little hemmed in like seeing some of the limitations of the volume, um, this not a single sh- scrap of volume was used here. Um, I've been told that it takes place. It's it's one of those all over the place types of shows. So if you're like, oh dear God, are we going to Tatooine? I don't know. We might, but like we're not <laughs> staying there. So um, we're bouncing all over the place. So that's a huge, huge uh, thing in its favor. Nicholas Bertel who uh, the icon behind the Succession score is the composer on this project. So it looks amazing, incredible cast. Um, As Mal mentioned, it's two seasons, so we're not even getting K2SO in this season. Like Alan Tudyk, I mean, we might, I don't know. That's not a spoiler. I don't know. Maybe he shows up at the end. But they've been saying that he doesn't show up until season two. So that's how much like story and runway that we're dealing with here is like, I just assumed that this is going to be like a Diego Luna Alan Tudyk two-hander. They're like, (laughs) no, no, no. That's not even till season two, bud. We got a lot else to do. So I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm really excited for this. You know, famous last words, but like, I will be genuinely surprised if this is not really great. Genuinely surprised. Um, the the one, (laughs) I I mean, I think it, I think it's going to be great we could always be wrong, but that's never happened before to us on a hype meter. So it never will happen again. Um, <laughs> the, thing, the thing I will say about Rogue One, I rewatched it recently because like uh, Rogue One was a really interesting thing. Cause I didn't love it as much as like so many people I knew loved it. Um, and I loved a lot of it. I thought it was visually beautiful. I loved the characters. I just got really frustrated by um, the CG resurrection of a couple characters. So the fact that I get the Rogue One vibe Without any of that, no, no digital Tarkin like makes me makes me really happy. So I'm I'm really excited to this, and I liked Rogue One better this most recent time that I watched it. But um, I'm beyond thrilled to see Andor. So yeah, wonderful. Okay, number three. I think All we're right. gonna have the same top three. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know we do. The I question think here's is my the prediction. Order. I think we're gonna have the same number three, and then I think our number one and two are gonna be flipped. That's I my guess. I think that's also true. I think that's also true. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so number three, uh, and as Mallory said, and as Mallory said, in any other yes. season, this would be a clear number one. Uh, but it is number three, Wakanda Forever. Yes. Um, and Same. we talked, we've talked about this a lot already, uh, specifically that trailer out of Comic Con mm-hmm. and how overwhelming it was to watch it. Um, 
I'm so excited for this. Like, and, and, and Marvel is lucky <laughs> that this is coming because, um, not that their stock is that low, but I think, you know, to your earlier point on the Comic-Con episode that we did, like ending the phase, I guess they get a little, uh, holiday epilogue, but uh, theoretically ending the phase here with, with Wakanda forever, um, allows them to go out on a, on a theoretical high note. I just, I have watched, speaking of watching trailers 50 times, I can't stop watching that trailer. Um, just songs forever changed by a trailer forever emotional, uh, for me. So yeah, Wakanda forever, November 11th. I'm really excited. November 11th, final film of phase four. Listen, check out the 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 trailer chat that Joe just mentioned on the Comic Con pod if you haven't yet, because we talked about it for for quite a while on there. I mean, I just I agree with everything you just said. One of the most gorgeous trailers that we have ever seen. I have I have returned to it so many times. It's just this such a a beautiful ode to Chadwick and to T'Challa. The visuals, the musical accompaniment, the the grief, the the purpose. It is just astonishing. I mean, you you just mentioned like a the, the way that the songs really resonate and stick with you coming out of that trailer. Like I can't stop thinking about the the lyric in this great future. You can't forget your past and how foundational that's going to be to this movie. I just think it just feels like Ryan Coogler made something very, very special here. And I really, I cannot wait to see it. And, and again, on the, on the Comic-Con pod, we chatted about a lot of the specifics, you know, Riri Williams's introduction, uh, Namor's official introduction, the Atlanteans, Atlantis versus Wakanda, the possibilities of the comic parallels and the Secret War setup, all all of that, of course. Um, this just looks like it's going to be a sensational film. Can't wait. All right. The moment of truth. Do we have the same number two and number one? Undoubtedly. Do we have them in a different order? We both think we do. Drum roll, please. Joanna Robinson, what is your number two? Uh, now is the time on the podcast where we talk about hobbits and dragons. Uh, <laughs> is that your update Ian of the, Yeah, Ian McShane. Yeah. It's just tits and dragons. Yeah. It's just hobbits and dragons. Um, I got House of the Dragon number two. Mallory, do you okay. have that higher on your list? I It'll stun you to hear that that's my number one. I have Lord of the yeah. Rings, The Rings of Power at number two. And I assumed that that would be your number one. And it sounds That's like my it number is. one. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Which one should we talk about first? Um, well, and we decided this before we started. Like, we're not going to talk about these at length because guess what? We have a lot of podcasts already about yeah. these. And guess what? We've got preview podcasts to come about these. If you didn't already know that we were excited about these, like, where have you been? Welcome Trailer to the breakdowns, <laughs> a plenty already there for you. And on the feed, we got preview pods coming. And then we're going to talk about both of these shows for just like literally hours every week. <laughs> it's going to be great. I'm so excited. Uh, so I guess I guess actually more than talking about them individually, because I think yeah. we've done that a lot. I'll just sort of justify, not that I need to, my why to. I have. Your hype is your hype. Of, and I know. Both of these are thrilling things. But you, you and I have talked about this a little bit, which I, which is why you knew where my placement was. Um, which is, it's not at all a knock on House of the Dragon because I'm so excited about House of the Dragon. It's just, um, I'm 
you and I have podcasted about Thrones for so long, and that's part of why we're so excited. So, like, we've done this for so long. We've never done it together. We're so excited to do it together. I, like, could not be more fucking excited to talk about House of the Dragon with you. Um, <laughs> and also with Dave and Neil over on Trial by Content, yes. which is something that we announced this week. So, like, the Storm of Spoilers crew is going to be back together over on Trial by Content. We've got other announcements coming. Like, there's going to be so much fun coverage of that show. Rings of Power is tapping into like a, a, nostal- a deeper nostalgia vein that I haven't had as much opportunity to live in because yep. Yep. as you and I have mentioned many times, you and I rewatch the films every year. Obviously, extended editions. <laughs> what are you doing with your life? You're not <laughs> watching extended saying. edition. <laughs> <laughs> There's this moment, one of my favorite moments in all of Lord of the Rings is in the extended edition when Arwen first encounters Aragorn in the forest and she goes, what's this? A ranger caught off his guard. <laughs> and it like, it hurts my feelings that people who don't watch the extended yeah. edition don't get to see that. But anyway, like we love the books, we love the movies, but like this is something that I've like shared with some of my close friends here or you and I will talk about it or I'll talk to Dave Gonzalez about it who reads, reads the books every year, like all this sort of stuff. But I haven't gotten to do like a widespread celebration of Tolkien in a while. And certainly not since I've been like doing this professionally. I think like the Hobbit movies were like right before I started basically. And so um, it's, that's why I'm so hyped for this. And, you know, I, as I've mentioned, I've seen a few episodes. I was not disappointed. I was thrilled. Um, a lot of other people who are really skeptical have seen some things and are excited. So like, I'm just, I'm ex- I hope people really like this show. I really like it and I want to talk about it. So that's where I am. Oh, Joe. <laughs> that's beautiful. Um, I, I I feel the same way. I, I was I was thinking, I was chatting with my dad um this past weekend. It was uh uh August 7th, my dad's birthday and my stepmom's birthday. <laughs> fun oh, fun wow. back there. And so I was, I was chatting with my dad and Lord of the Rings is like the foundational part of, of his life as a reader, one of his favorite stories of all time. One of the first stories that he introduced me to, one of the first stories that I fell in love with when I was a kid. I read The Hobbit for the first time in fifth grade. Like, we'll talk about all of this more, but it is it is a really, like, central story in my life. And I was thinking about exactly what you just said. Like, I have... I, I, I have this unbelievable level of anticipation and appreciation for the fact that we get this whole new thing, right? We get we get to spend time in yeah. the second age and see the, these these nuggets and little kernels from, you know, this or that appendix fleshed out into this whole vibrant tale. It's not just a thing that we experience alone. We get to share it together. And like what a exactly. really, truly thrilling and beautiful thing. I, I am so, so, so looking forward to this. September 2nd, it is just around the corner. Eight episodes, Amazon Prime. We are going to be covering it every week for you here on the House of R. And we can not wait. I, I'm just... I, I'm I'm really like I get like emotional and overwhelmed thinking about it. It just feels like a real gift. I'm so excited. I'm like uh, again, again, as we said before, 
This will not diminish our coverage. We're going to go all in on both of these. I'm just going to be like under a pile of books for a couple months. What a better (laughs) place to be. I can't imagine. But like, I wish that I had just space to cover Rings of Power and just space to cover House of the Dragon. But the flip side of that is how how fucking lucky are we that we get these two incredible shows to just like live in for a while back to back. This is, you know, this is Amazon and HBO's little like, you know, tug of war fight and we're we're you know but as i've mentioned before we're a kid kid that gets two holidays so boy here we go the holidays are happening at the same time what a bounty um is there anything else on house of the dragon that you that you want to mention i don't think so we really have talked about it a lot we have so we have and we're gonna talk um, about it a lot more because this show starts on august 21st which is next week I've heard you make so many noises, and I've never heard you ever make that noise in all the years that I've known you. I can pretend heard you that, like, that was my dragon impression, but that's really just a very like real sound that my my body. I've just heard made. you like I've heard you like screech and squeal in so many different flavors, but truly oh that was God. like that was new. a dragon cry. Yeah, that, that was a new, that, that was, was a new one. That was a new one. <laughs> I'll you know we'll talk about this more on the preview power we're doing next week. I will just say. Yes, it's my number one. Of course, it's my number one. And a lot of that is about how excited I am for this particular show. I think the 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 the, the Dance of the Dragons, the Targaryen War of Succession is a very rich storytelling text. And I'm really, really, really hyped that we get to see this show. More broadly, though, I am really like so happy to be back in Westeros. I, I am. I I really missed it. Like doing my rewatch right now, rereading mm-hmm. Fire and Blood getting to talk about this with you, knowing we're going to get to cover the show together, sharing another Thrones story with all of these people who loved this thing so much before and hopefully recapturing that magic and that community again. Like I, I always mention this quote because it really is one of my favorites, but like, I can't, I can't not think about it in moments like this. Like I just find myself gravitating toward that moment with, with old Nan and Bran when she says stories, wait, my little lord and when you come back to them why there they are and like it's here for us again joe and that's amazing i'm about to cry <laughs> wow that's not really fucking I, uh my beautiful sweet summer children the <laughs> the thing that i've been experiencing over the last couple of weeks that i really loved is like also a connection with so there's there's what you and i can share there's what we can share with our listeners but there's also this whole broader community of F- fans and uh, and people who cover Thrones that like we've all we, you and I have met at various conventions and like that I feel a real affinity with that um, you know we got to see at the when we went to the premiere we got to see a couple of them at the premiere party and 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 just like having a an excuse to talk like bullshit with some of my pals on Twitter about like the latest quotes or trailer snippets or whatever, like just having that, that water cooler to gather around again is really exciting for me to all my, you know, pals who run other podcasts or run other websites or run or run the subreddit or whatever. And so I mean that, that I, that I didn't anticipate being so meaningful to me just feels like all our pals are back together again. So I know it's yeah. really nice. I'm a, I'm emotional. It's unsurprising <laughs> that the, the, the tears are coming. Oh boy! 
Can you please do that dragon screech again when we're like talking about all the dragons on the on I'll the show? try. I don't know if I'll ever be able to channel that again, but here's the thing about podcasts. Steve has that soundbite forever now. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> That's our new like dragon soundboard. Oh cue. my god! <laughs> Incredible. The stuff. Mallory screech. Wow, that was really. Oh it. boy, that was something. That's why I stay well <laughs> hydrated on these recordings, you know, so that I'm ready. That to- came down from like <laughs> all the way from your like coccyx, like all the way up your body. Oh god. Ugh. Okay. We've shared our top tens. We've shared the hype. Yeah. Before we leave. Honorable mentions, anything else, whether it's something you also are genuinely personally very hyped for or just something else that is happening that you uh, would like to mention. Anything else on your honorable mentions list here? Yeah, I got two. Okay. Um, one is the return of Mythic Quest, which is only sort of like Ooh, tangentially yeah. ringerverse, but like I love, love that show. Season three on Apple. Um, that's just a show that that is like, you know, it's if you haven't seen it. It's set at a video game company, um, and it's a really fun, like, workplace comedy show um, uh, led by Rob McElhaney of It's um, it's Always Sunny fame. But then they, like, will pause and have these incredibly, like, profound one or two one-off episodes in the, in the middle of a season. You're like, oh, my God, am I watching art? High art? So it's got all the things you could possibly want together uh, in a show. So Mythic Quest season three, big fan coming back. And then um, it's not October on Netflix without Mr. Mike Flanagan, uh, who has done The Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Blind Manor. And last year he did Midnight Mass, which I really, really loved. Uh, And this year he's doing something called The Midnight Club. This is like a more of a YA thing and it looks a bit like... um, the old Nickelodeon show, Are You Afraid of the Dark? It's about a group of, it's about a group of uh, teens who are, uh, you know, they are terminally ill patients and they gather together to tell each other scary stories um, at night and they make a pact that like if one of them dies first, they will connect from the beyond with like the original kids very spooky, fun casting in this is that Heather Langenkamp uh, from the originally original Freddy Krueger movies is playing sort of, I think, the, you know, the doctor at this uh, institute. So, yeah, I'm Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan, Netflix Halloween has never once disappointed me. So I'm, I'm hoping uh, this will be a, a four peat for him. How about Amazing. you? Were you a big, were you a big Are You Afraid of the Dark kid? I was scared of Are You Afraid of the Dark. I mean, um, I think if same. I watched it now, I wouldn't be. But I, I just have a distinct memory of babysitting some kid, and this kid I was babysitting wanted to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I was like, Are you sure? Like, yeah. Do you not want to watch? Pretty regularly watch it, even though it's it terrified me. Absolutely yeah. terrified me. But if for some reason, I still I, I powered through. It's one of the shows I would oh. watch after school with a with I would make myself two cans of soup in a very large Tupperware and. Just, <laughs> One of my favorite snacks. <gasps> watch okay, okay. Uh, watch wait, TV. Wait, wait, wait. Rewind. Re- hard rewind. <laughs> yeah. What kind of soup? Like Campbell's chicken no- chicken nudes? My favorite was, you, you know, the, 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 it was Campbell's, the alphabet chicken soup. Yeah. Uh-huh. Loved that. For some reason. Chick- chicken and stars fan. I like love chicken, chicken and stars. stars too. For some reason, in addition to enjoying like the letters and everything, that there were peas in the, 
in that version of the soup, which normally I would not have liked, but I always thought were so delicious. I and mean, so this is really, these are like the little cans of yeah, Campbell's, but right? Well, but talking. then you, you, you're supposed you to fill the can with water. Yeah. So it's the same yeah. size as like a, but it's the same volume ultimately as like a Progresso can. Yeah. So she's taking down two Progresso cans. Oh, I, no. I, I would have the biggest afternoon snacks. Like when, once I was in high school and like we could drive, we would, just, I mean, boy, you couldn't keep but me out just- of like the neighborhood Panera. Get a you pick two at three thirty. <laughs> I just have a really like a really important question for our listeners, which is: when you were a kid, did you consider s- soup? Let's <laughs> mention double barrel cans of soup a, a delightful snack. Is that yeah. in the after? Because I was expecting you were like, I got my high C or my like ecto cooler. Well, I was my, a like, Capri Sun kid. Loved Capri Sun. Yeah, or Sunny D delicious loved sunny delight you know i've never had sunny d and what? i know no, i know and my i always god joanna <laughs> we have to find those commercial those commercials as a kid like there was a lot of weird things i didn't have as a kid um this is like when i blew ben Lindbergh's mind the other day on the better call Saul podcast but telling him i've never had a cinnabon i've since had a cinnabon but i had never had one um but um here's the thing about cinnabon delicious <laughs> It's pretty good. Um, but the Sunny D commercials were so like, you're not an American kid if you don't have Sunny D. And I was like, mom. And she's like, no, water sounds good. Like we were not a, we were not a flavor. We drank a lot of milk and water in my household. We were not Amish, but we drank a lot of milk and water. No, no soda, no, no yeah. juice. Um, yeah. I was just guzzling Sunny D and A&W root beers. <laughs> Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm just obsessed with the idea that Molly Rubin came home to two cans of soup and Are You Afraid of the Dark? I would also have other snacks. Like, I loved string cheese and yeah. uh, Dunkaroos. Yeah, let's talk about how string cheese and Dunkaroos are super normal snacks and two cans of soup. But, like, when you pair all of that, then it's, like, a wonderful way to pass uh, 15 minutes, That's you a- know? <laughs> delightful feast a delightful feast my favorite after school was uh sailor moon sailor moon after school interesting do you, are you are you a sailor moon watcher no no All right. just uh just a, a not wasn't a part of my life sadly maybe it's not too late All right. maybe i'll get some dunkaroos yeah, me, and sunny d and boot up <laughs> sailor moon let me introduce you to uh someone named tuxedo mask and then we can talk about it okay um What's your, what are your honorable mentions? So, okay. Before we started recording, I mentioned that at that time, five minutes prior, I had slacked Arjuna in a fit of panic and said, I forgot about thing X. I forgot this was coming out (laughs) in the time zone in question. Wondered, should I adjust my list? And then decided that if I was being honest with myself, with you, my beloved co-hosts, and with our listeners, this is where it would have gone anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm really panicked because it's not even. Not only is it not even on my list, but it's not <laughs> even in my honorable mentions. So what the fuck did I miss? <laughs> Avatar two, the way of water. I just forgot. Oh. You know, no, Danny kind forget. of forgot about. That's what I said to you. I said I don't think you forgot about it. No, Danny kind of forget. forgot about the Iron Fleet. I kind of <laughs> forgot about the way of water. Uh, this is coming out December 16th. So this is like pretty soon. And, uh, you know, 
I, I, it's not in my top 10. That's okay. It is a thing that feels just worth like mentioning, mentioning. that is on the, on the horizon. Um, yeah. And, you know, curious to see it. Maybe it'll be amazing. Definitely could be. I think it absolutely could be. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yep. We'll see. <laughs> I, I, we've talked about this before. I have no, I have no love for the first one, so we'll see. Uh, how I feel about the second. Um, um, but it is coming, and I'm so glad that you mentioned it so that people didn't say you kind of yeah. forgot about Avatar. Yeah, no. Too. We uh, water. You know, I'm I'm excited for the return uh, to the expanded Avatar universe and, uh, you know, to see uh, to see the, the tail fucking again, you know, the remember? Yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Uh, what else is on the honorable remember, mention list here? Do you remember on Monday how we talked about eye fucking the Corinthian, and now you're talking about tail fucking um, yeah. Sam Worthington? You were you were looking or... down for a second there, and you didn't see what I was doing with my hands. So it's, it's, <laughs> you're lost. <laughs> um, I also just wanted to mention because round these parts, we love. We love a convention. D23. Hyped about D23. Really excited yeah. for what announcements yeah. await mere weeks from now at D23. Also excited for New York Comic Con. Love a con, you know? Love to get some updates on the slate. Love to get some sneak peeks. Love to hear what uh, content we'll be covering in the months and years to come. So wanted to mention, uh, wanted to mention that. And then... Tales of the Jedi. This does not have a fixed date, though it is, I think, supposed to be 2022. And I would be remiss if I did not mention it because an animated anthology series from Dave Filoni that focuses on prequel timeline characters, including uh, Ahsoka, just couldn't end the pod. Couldn't I end the like, pod. I feel <laughs> like you're going to be watching that. I feel like you're going to be watching that, Mallory. Yeah, I, I feel think like I'll, I'll find a way to carve out the time. You know, you might check it out. Yeah. There are also just a lot of other things coming in the, you know, nerdverse that just wanted to to note are coming some things that I personally am behind on, uh, but one day intend to catch up on, like uh, Rick and Morty, an adored show loved by many. Cobra Kai is coming back. That's exciting. Is that? Yeah, I guess. Does I like? I was debating whether or not that counted as Ringerverse. That to me is oh. like part of the you know like of a piece with like the Fast Fan Saga. It. You know, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like I thought it was gonna be like of a piece of vantage when our old and have uh, 80s nostalgia coursing oh. through their veins. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Um, I wanted to ask you if you're excited for the Quantum Leap reboot because you're a you're a big Quantum Leap head. I think you know how much I love Quantum Leap, but it's I love Quantum Leap so much that I am quite worried about yeah. this yeah. this uh, this reboot. Thought yeah. that might be the case. Um, also a a, a a small little little scene show called uh, The Walking Dead is concluding, which <laughs> we should probably note. <laughs> the Walking Dead, ever heard of it? Never heard of it. And then I swear, this is not this is not a joke. Arjuna wanted me to mention um, when I slacked about Avatar and then panicked. Is there anything else I'm forgetting that um, C is is on this fall again? I did see that C was on, but I have not seen I a have not single seen episode C. of C. Yeah. <laughs> so I skipped Regina, it. have you seen C? <laughs> oh, I've never watched it in my life. Wow. Okay. You're just... Okay. It's just but it is, Jay- but it is a popular Apple TV show. It is, it's it just is popular. It's just Jason Momoa's mom and, you know, 
Zoe Kravitz watching that show, I guess. I love it. What about uh, Lower Decks? That's coming back. That's a show that exists. Arjuna, you love Lower Decks. Uh, my, Adam, I do. I do love Lower Decks. We're, Very we're excited. Lower Decks house, but I'm 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 just I'm behind. There's so much TV. I can't keep up on everything. But I I know that this is beloved. Great show. One of the best Star Treks on television right now. And there's would you put Star it? Trek what, on television is it? Right now. Is it like number two? Would you put it number two? I'll put it number two. And Strange New Worlds number one. Yeah, for sure. That sounds right, Steve. I'm I'm honestly just really hyped for the usage that I can get out of that soundbite from Mallory Raven. That's my entire list. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> All right. Well, this was it was like this was fun. It was like an eaglet fucked a dragon. Is sort of like what that sounded like <laughs> during or after. <gasps> oh <laughs> my god! Wow. Thank you. Honestly, <laughs> I'm really proud of you. All right, we've done it. We've reached the end of the hype meter and and what hype there is. My goodness, there's a lot to look forward to. It's going to be a fun fall. And here at the Ringerverse, fall is also late summer and early winter. So <laughs> <laughs> while I was studying, while I was like sort of reading up on what was coming for this, I, I pre-ordered like five books. So I uh, definitely just did it to myself. Here we go. Content coming. never sleeps, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. We consider the matter urgent. That of this podcast concluding. So thank you to our dragon lords, Steve Allman, for producing this episode. Arjuna Ramgopal for his additional production work on this episode. And Jomia Deneron for his work on the social for this episode. Head back into the Ringerverse next week for She-Hulk, for House of the Dragon Primer Talk, for more goodies. Until then, call it what you will channel my extremely Saw Gerrera voice here. Let's call it podcasting. Podcasting.